0: I wanted to bring up, which just just jumped out at me uh, immediately, was during the uh, Christian Cage-Matt Hardy match. Um, I remember you talking about uh, some old guys or whatever, training guys, talking about doing a wrestling hold and locking up and do actual wrestling, you know? Yeah. I thought of that because, if you remember from the match, they locked up immediately for like two minutes. Like, it was really long. They even rolled, rolled out of the ring in a lockup. And it just yeah. felt it just like made me think of that quote because it's just like they're doing they're doing like really great wrestling and that's a shitty way to explain it but no do you no know what no John you're said?
1: you I, I, you nailed it It is it came it was true grappling right because it's yeah. a grapple yeah. right because anytime if you think about it like if you're in a, in a real fight it's very you know unless you're trying to be on YouTube or at stage or you're just mm-hmm. wild swinging like yeah it's all about grabbing you know. M- Most real fights could easily end with a headlock, which would be considered a rest hold. Yeah. So for them to take that lock up and truly like hit the stalemate of like one, they know each other so well, you know, for 22 years. And it's just like, they trying to like figure out how to move that next one. So that came across really, really well. And really almost like, it's funny that they were always considered like new school guys. Right. You know, they were the yeah. young guys doing the table ladders and chairs and doing all these risky spots. And now, like you said, they are the vets. Yeah. And they came across the veterans like, we're not going to start with a bunch of high spots uh-huh. like you'd expect. We're just going to lock up and yeah. we're going to just be in a stalemate for two minutes.
0: And it's funny because I think because AW gets a lot of heat for doing too many high spots or whatever. And uh, it, this almost felt like they were trolling those people. <laughs> you know just on purpose oh we just do high spots watch this Mm, (laughs) but i mean it was it was awesome i feel like the live crowd enjoyed that part of it though it came across really like great live it's just you can really tell the physical charisma it takes to get over live is different than to get on tv you know what i mean because you've got everything on tv things are sort of like you know, cut to make you look good, the shots to make you look good. But when you're just watching from one seat, from one angle, right? And you can yeah. really, and pe- people are really, the, the guys up there are really selling stuff, and the match looks good, and you can tell what's going on, and you can see the story of the match happening. It's it's amazing. Yeah,
1: and I and they got the uh, respective uh, pops that they deserve for being that the the legends they are. You know, just to have that live, yeah, you know, live audience back after. It's different, right? Because it's almost had a this is a very unique opportunity you know, just because it's only the second live show back. So it was almost like a
0: house show, the excitement of a house show mixed with the TV taping. Very much so. Like what they're doing is great. Like I said, uh, it was a solid four hours of wrestling and it was all entertaining. It wasn't like sitting through a, a WrestleMania super <laughs> show. Oh man.
1: What would you say was the uh the pop of the night? Who got the who got the
0: biggest pop? um let's see um you know like i I think the biggest pops happened on dark elevation the post show you know everybody that they came to everybody came to see was on elevation right because they had the storyline stuff going on the main show and uh and you know they had the darby allen as the main event darby got a big pop definitely i would say he got the biggest of the of the main show but i think i think when jungle boy came out on elevation that was the biggest pop
1: oh oh yeah because that didn't uh so we didn't technically uh yeah that didn't air
0: yet yeah but like so they did
1: the sing-along yes oh wow okay they did good. it
0: twice they did it twice because luchasaurus had a match and he came out to that uh song as well oh wow it's like get their money's <laughs> worth right they license yeah, the song. As well <laughs> same same thing for uh orange cassidy they got that pixie song for him so anytime him or anybody in his crew comes out they get the song oh yeah Oh yeah, because he wasn't. Did he? He was just in a run-in, right, on the show. But he had a tag match
1: on Elevation. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. So So it was.
0: It was really good the way they. So this. I mean, obviously this has to be planned. Someone's thinking of this that they had. They had the huge matches in Elevation, so it's like you know after you know after Dynamite ends, you're tired. It's been three hours already, and then they come out with all this other great stuff that wakes everybody up, and they tell and the announcer comes on in between, and it's like encouraging folks to take the seats that other people have left you know what i mean oh yeah he was trying to get one one uh area of the of the seats to come over to the other camera side
1: you know what i mean (laughs) it's like
0: come on over and like come grab these seats
1: so wow and that's crazy yeah because just like you said to have these big names that are in there that was really smart to uh i'm surprised people left yeah you know if they would have started leaving for the tv taping but it's it's hard i understand on the you know, there's a little bit of fatigue, you mm-hmm. know, during during the evening. But yeah, yeah, to have like the the Jungle Boy sing along and, you know, the Orange Cassidy sing along the mm-hmm. Jericho's because uh, Jericho, he was only on TV. Now he was only shown live in the back. I don't know if he was in front
0: of the audience at no, all. No, We didn't see we didn't get a Jericho appearance. Oh, wow. OK, so you didn't get that sing along. No. Yeah, we didn't but get this, the Jericho sing along. That would have been awesome. But
1: we, uh, as as prophesized, the return of Jesus, right? He, we he did. He was see, there, yeah, yeah. He was there. So <laughs> one was, of the, he what, promised he returned, and <laughs> he was there, and he came across on TV. You saw
0: him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I started watching the the TV uh, version of it as soon as I got home, but I didn't finish it. He did make it on TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for a match. I heard he did a match last time. Yeah,
1: against Scooby Doo. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know so, if there's a rematch. I didn't see Scooby. I
0: don't know the guys. Are, the guys that were sitting next to my brother were super wrestling heads. Like just the you know the, the, whatever whatever you picture in your head, it's exactly it. You know, <laughs> backwards trucker hats, sleeveless shirts that barely fit, and like one of them was super hammered. <laughs> his, buddies were, his buddies were taking care of him, but they were having a great time anyway. They but they were telling me that they 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 go to a lot of wrestling shows and they've seen Jesus at other stuff. Oh
1: wow! Okay, yeah. That's good. He's working. He's working his gimmick.
0: <laughs> yeah. I thought maybe <laughs> yeah. he was involved with the show or something like he was, uh, you know, somebody who works behind the curtain. But
1: I mean, it very well could be or he could just be, you know, the super fan that travels from show to show. Yeah. You know, WWE has Vladimir, you know, yeah. that's been seen. So maybe Jesus is going to be they'll get that for AEW. Yeah. Uh, how was the uh, hangman page pop? I feel like he got a, I, that cowboy shit chant. Yeah, there know, was, came across the, really well on TV.
0: There was uh, several cowboy shit chants. I think he got over. He got over good. Um, and then when the dark order ran out, everybody loved that. For uh, I guess the closest I was, I was curious about. were looking for those hometown
1: pops. Uh, mm-hmm. Where's he from? You
0: know, oh no, he's
1: just yeah. I don't think he's a, a Texas guy, but I just yeah. figured for. But I was thinking, trying to think, who's going to get the biggest pop of the night? And and across on TV, it felt like. Ah, uh, what's his name? John Moxley got a really big pop for that yeah. Wild Thing mm-hmm. song, and I, I feel like that. And I don't know if that's just because it was the first match of the night. Yeah, you know if that's what made it come across. Well, but I feel like that.
0: Yeah, that I popped th- really. Well. I think I think that's that's definitely. It. And he's got that great song. But you know what? From being there, another thing is like, you know, the arena not that big. It looks really big on TV, but it's uh, it's well, I mean, it's just not as huge as as it looks, right? It's kind of small. You can see every corner, every nook, and right. they had him queued up there to come through the crowd for a long time. He was probably there for like five minutes, and the lights were on and the cameras were there, so folks knew he where he was. So, by the time oh. he actually comes on, everybody had been pointing and looking and trying to get a selfie of him oh, queuing gotcha. up to come out. So I don't maybe that's part of it. You know what I mean? They queue that up on purpose for like a so people know that he's coming.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can see like. You know, because that was always part of the big thing coming through the crowd is trying to see where. Yeah. You know, it just adds a little bit of excitement. Yeah. So but usually they hide it so you get the like a true pop especially. But I mean, like I said, it came that came across really well on TV. Mm-hmm. How about uh Sammy Guevara? Because he's not an Austin guy, but he's a Houston guy.
0: Yeah. So think- how was his how was his pop? He got a big hometown pop. Yeah. Did it we got some Sammy chants. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I feel like he's a... Uh, you know, because I feel like he was on a little bit of a break for a little bit of a while, as far as like matches go, and this was the first time you really got to see him. You know, well, not first time, well, first time in front of people. You know, but he had his match with uh, MJF, but for a while, you know, you just saw him in tags and stuff. So you haven't really saw, you know, Spanish God, you know, yeah. kind of doing his thing.
0: Well, he's kind of rebranding, isn't he? Like they're said. I mean, he's getting ready for a solo run, and
1: yeah, so he's exactly. just um.
0: It's just sort of – I guess he's making that transition, getting the inner circle off of him. So he can kind of go into his own. What do you think so, of Sammy Guevara? How do you think, how do you think he's going to do on his own?
1: Oh, I think he's going to do really well. I think what he needs to do is uh, – it's, it's. I think it's a common issue with a lot of the guys. It's just like because, you know, we watch his blog. I knew he could do some stuff. But mm-hmm. when you see his blog and you see his real personality – Mm-hmm. i like him immensely more yeah. than i did before so yeah i if he can find a way to take that you know not work the gimmick because he is you know he's got natural charisma watching right. his vlogs man if that comes across i think he's going to be even bigger than they everyone sees it and i i think he just has to find that that trigger you know yeah. that moment that. That moment when Stone Cold Steve Austin kind of realized that he was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right. Not just coming up with the name, not working the gimmick, but then all of a sudden kind of just going with his gut. When Sammy has that moment, he's going to be huge. Yeah. Because there's a lot of these guys, you know, Sammy, and I would even put Jungle Boy in that group that is just like, they're even more over than they're they're ready for in the sense of just like, ready for is just like, how are they going to really use this to their advantage? Yeah. They're, they're going to stay over. Cause they have the charisma and, you know, they have, you know, the chance and the sing alongs and they have the moves, they have the athleticism, but when they all of a sudden, when they know how to find that trigger and turn it, those are the guys. And that's probably, you know, orange Cassidy, Sammy Guevara and jungle boy. Oh, yeah. like everybody knows they have it. So mm-hmm. I think he can have a, like for sure, have a run with the TNT title at the at the minimum yeah sure but I mean if he plays this cars right he'll be around for a long long time
0: yeah I was thinking I was thinking about that last night how the TNT I feel the TNT title needs to needs to move to someone else I think you know know, Miro's awesome and I think he's doing well with it but I think he's kind of just Miro and some of these other guys that yeah that that everybody would love to see have a belt should have a shot at that TNT belt, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's interesting what you say that about mirror Opie, you know, cause I, people kind of feel like they kind of flubbed, you yeah. know, his debut mm-hmm. and then to, and now they're trying to recover from it, but it hasn't, you know, he's obviously he's a, he's a legitimate badass, but it hasn't fully shook yet. No, like he hasn't, you know, you you know, and again, we're just coming off that. You know, he was so over with Russoff Day, like so right. over. I feel like he hasn't rediscovered that yet.
0: Well, who's he? Who's he been in a? Who's he had a, a a match with? You know, who's he had a rivalry with? Nobody of significance that I can remember. Nobody. I think this and... first
1: one is going to be the like right is is the Murder Hawk. Yeah, is that who they're setting him up for to come for? I believe so. Yeah, so I think that that could help that he he needs that rivalry. Yeah. Uh, but I am really curious about this. It's just like, this is not one of the people that you would expect mm-hmm. to come, but I mean, does, does, does Lana come in and then will that kind of give him a news, a new spark to really just put behind that, you know, his, that you know his debut flub and like really
0: get him to reconnect again it depends like what would she come in and do necessarily right because um AEW does not have all this promo time that they have to use up or fill you know what I mean give to give them time to do any kind of backstage things or anything like that does Lana come in just straight you know uh valet and just like be a character on or, or how do you work her in to to the current
1: AEW world you know I don't, I don't, if you watch her, her, so, you know, she's big on social media. And if you watch her, I was talking to my friend Brian about this and he's like, he watched a lot of her behind the scenes stuff and he has a whole new respect for her. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely do not bring her in as just a valet. Yeah. They come in as a legitimate team, Mm -hmm. you know, for lack of a better term, but she, she can go, I mean, she's athletic. Yeah. She can wrestle, just let her go, but they come out together. Yeah. Right. So they are, they are a husband and wife faction. She cannot come out just as a valet. That would be a, that would be a huge mistake, Yeah. especially, and knowing that they don't have, you know, they're really trying to ignite this, this women division. You bring her in as a legitimate grappler, but you know, look, he, he was over when he was a heel, when she was the ravishing Russian and she got over more than he did Mm -hmm. in that gimmick. But then when he was by himself, he got more over without her, yeah, you know, and then he had to kind of give her the rub, just like she was giving him the rub. So I think this time and they come in as equals, you know, yeah. I want to see her more as a, a badass, like a female version of him that right. she's just like he is bringing out the ferocity, you know, that ferocious side in her. yeah and and make her like a legitimate badass cuz you know athletically she can do it. I don't want to see her necessarily dance. I don't want to see that. And you know obviously she can dance. She's a dancer. Mm-hmm. But I want to see her come out as like a legitimate badass and that's the faction. Just like yeah. they're the they're the family. Yeah. And I think that might give them a little bit of a a different feeling spark to really shake, you yeah. know, again that he was just like I don't know, the the whole thing that he's doing with the, you know, the the Twitch family that, you know, coming in as the best man, it didn't, it didn't really work. Yeah. And I, I, and you know, and they put the belt on him cause he obviously he's the guy who can carry the belt. Cause mm-hmm. no one's going to take that off. If it, if it got into a shoot with him, he's, he's, he's keeping the belt.
0: Yeah. But it feels like he's got the kid's belt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like when he's holding that TNT title, it kind of feels like he's got one of those replica Walmart belts. Yeah, no,
1: he, he should be somebody that's in the, you know, he's figure out how to drop that and get him in the main title picture. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if like, now because the question is, right, you know, back then, you know, back before a wrestling belt was meant to get somebody over, mm-hmm. you know, not, you know, so not. So is he ready? You know, do you give him that belt? And does that get him Is does that get him over if you give him the main belt?
0: Yeah. Well, I think what what he's just lacking is just a good a good long, um, you know, feud with somebody. That, yeah. that can go on for a couple months or something like that. Like, cause it's just, he just hasn't had it. There's no one really that they can put, pair him up with at the moment where they can just have it ongoing. Maybe Jim, I guess Lance Archer, if they could, if they make that work, but. Um, Jim Ross would say, man, personal issues, pal. We yeah. Need personal issues. Yeah. So maybe, maybe <laughs> that, you know uh maybe that could help to get lana in there to help build a storyline with them and create some drama somehow you know but one thing about yeah. i just want to say i think the women's division at aws is kind of in a weird place because i was talking about this too um aside from the uh title picture the the whole you know uh title belt storyline it's like they don't really have much else going on you know and like the girls are, are getting better, and like the, oh, and they, the talents and are good. Fix that. There's just no other storylines happening that they can work anybody into. And it's they're all kind of just, you know, I, I just realized that yesterday because I was watching the live show, and, and all we got was a Brit Breaker promo. And I was like, yeah, and then that was kind of it for like, um, I forget what, the, what other women's matches there was, but there was nothing that I could re- that I recall story related, you know,
1: because you said you got there a little bit late, so you didn't see if there was uh, a Thunder Rosa match. If you it, know which yeah i think she would have got a
0: monster i would i off. would have thought so too but if it if if it happened it was the very it was like it was the very first thing at six o'clock
1: man and it got to be really curious of just like why it's like is, is does she not have like a full contract with aew yet so they can't elevate her because you know let's say so that lights out match there was two people in that lights out match you know yeah. Britt Baker and thunder rosa and yeah We've seen some stuff online about Thunder Rosa saying that she feels a little disrespected, that she's the only one that's, you know, Britt's the only one that's getting acknowledgement for that match. But yeah. like, but the only thing I can think of is maybe there's not a con, maybe she's still under contract with NWA. Because funny enough, I had no idea they just made the announcement that Brian Pillman Jr. is all elite. And then they were saying that he was still under contract with MLW. Really? And it's just like, will that stop you from giving somebody a full push? You know,
0: I would but think so. I mean, I mean, it makes sense business wise, right? You 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 want to push the people that are all elite, you know, the people yeah. that are under full contract. Those are your people that that you should give the most support to. I, I guess that that makes sense, you know?
1: Yeah. So here's a question for you now that, you know, coming off this very hybrid show, that's a very unique. It's not always going to be like this. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it's going to splinter off. And it's just going to be a TV taping. Do you return to house shows now that people are back? Because I feel like, you know, WWE already kind of said no more house shows. They found a way to make money during the lockdown so they don't need it. Uh, they're only going to have fans for live TV tapings. Uh, do you have house shows pop up
0: still? I mean, are are they profitable? What do they bent? Are they beneficial in other ways outside of you know just making making the uh the box office there
1: box office and brand awareness is really all that you're going to get at it and merch merch live merch sales Mm -hmm. i mean that's really all you're going to get you know so seeing that you know this tv taping sold out you know a year from now you know barring any weird variants and there's no more lockdowns and things get back to whatever the new normal is like are house shows a thing of the past? I always, you know, and maybe it's just because it was my, most of the matches I've always worked were just house shows. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I lean towards house shows because it's more, it's less scripted. It's very raw. Raw. You get people, you know, these, you know, these guys are all artists and you get them trying stuff that they're that not allowed or they can't or they don't want to, or they're not sure. They try all this stuff on tv this is the equivalent of you know dave chappelle showing up unannounced at the comedy store and trying a set that's what house show is to wrestling yeah Yeah. so i'd like to see it like sure it doesn't have to be a constant tour where they're always around you know not the 1980s or at the 90s where it's just like they work seven days a week and twice on sundays i don't i don't I think that those days have to be done because it's not fair to the guys. You know, we've learned it It sent a lot of people to early graves, those kind of uh, work schedules. But it would be cool, just like we were talking about Great American Bash. It's just like we're just going to tour for a month in the summer, mm-hmm. you know, just like a band. And then so not a year. So I would like to see him come back in that sense, where it's just like a special Great American Bash event. where We're going to be mm-hmm. on the on the road, you know, for all this month. Still give the guys the time off, uh, but I'd like to see him come back.
0: Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah, definitely. You, you don't you want you don't want to lose that. That's like uh that's like uh, Quentin Tarantino trying to save the cinema. Yeah, save the house show. <laughs> save so
1: maybe the house show. We could show. start
0: that hashtag.
1: We should, yeah, because I I think they're really important. You know, it's just like and look, you can do you can run it in smaller venues. You can. I'm even okay with like, kind of look at it from like the what you would quote unquote call the b show like dark the one that's on youtube where you have the newbies and stuff this is where you experiment with stuff you yeah. know my matches my matches with ahmed not like not the ones that you see that are on on that were on raw raw or superstars like my first matches were him were just touring house shows yeah and trying to find what worked right
0: yeah well you know what now i think about it though given the age we're in now with the internet and YouTube and all this stuff and all these sort of like content spaces that need to be filled. If you're going to do a show, why not tape it? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, if you're going to bother to do it, given, given what, you know, cause it, I know like sometimes you, you always pull up like old photos and old videos and stuff like that. And back then there wasn't a whole lot of video cameras. It wasn't just like someone had a high quality video camera just in their pocket. And now right. everything yeah. is like filmable all the time. So if you're going through all the effort to put on a show, why not tape it? And if it's watchable, why not put it on the internet? Yeah. And that's, what's
1: going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're absolutely right from a, from a technology standpoint, it makes no sense not to do it, you know, cause even the house shows that they have for NXT or, you know, there's a live feed. to the house shows mm-hmm. that are going back to Titan towers and people are watching the house shows live, whether it's other producers, writers, yeah. Vince himself. You, there, there's always a way to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I just like the, again, and, and for house shows, I think what would make them bigger is kind of like what you said with movie theaters is just like make them smaller, boutique, and more intimate versus yep. these big spectacles. You know, mm-hmm. Some of the best shows that we've seen here in Austin were at that tiny Austin Music Hall right? Oh, yeah. We saw two great shows there in a row. Yeah, right? We saw early on NXT house show and we saw Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those came across as the most exciting. The small venues like that, I think, is where it needs to go. And I think mm-hmm. if you record it, like you said, even if you put it on YouTube, sure. But for, you know, make it feel at least exclusive, small and intimate. And I think people, people will, and you'll make enough money if it's a small enough venue. I don't think a house show should ever... Maybe this is the change. Maybe this is what we do. like I'm going to do it. like we're going to do it. <laughs> no, I think we should do it. This seems like a great idea. This is what we do. You never run a house show where you have a TV taping mm-hmm. ever. You mm-hmm. just don't do it. You find unique places to make these house shows. And look then now are we talking about do we go with jaws on the water? Right, it was just like you're going to do a, a Texas Death Match here. Mm-hmm. You know uh, that's going to be a TV tape. But if you did it on a house show, why wouldn't you do it on like a ranch somewhere? Yeah, and, you know, and rent out that ranch and you make it somewhat of a festival and it kind of have that like tournament of death feel that we watched with you know Nick Cage and and make it feel like uh, an event. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what you do. But then again, it, when it sounds so cool, people would want to see that live. You know, and if you're not in the state that's happening you say, okay, look, we're, this is going to be a house show. It's going to be, you can see it live only. It'll drop on YouTube, you know, in a week later for mm-hmm. the people who want to see it or mm-hmm. something like that. So you still give it that you, you kind of don't, you want to see it live if you're there. Mm-hmm. Cause no. I don't know. You felt, you felt the electricity. I'm sure.
0: Oh yeah. Yes. Yesterday. just fans were just so happy to be back. Yeah. Happy to be back. And ha- I feel like people were happy to be talking to other people and being, around other people with similar interests. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the wrestling, oh, the wrestling crowd has its own vibe. Okay. Like I don't, it's got its own, it's got its own feel. It's got its own scent.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that's a good thing or yeah. a bad thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it definitely, it's a very unique form of entertainment. Yeah. You know, and look, even the old posters, right? Like if in any old posters of, and stuff in the eighties, you know, when you used to run at like high school gyms, mm-hmm. they would run wrestling and stuff. It was always live at the top of an explanation point it was somewhere all, all over the posters wrestling live. Mm-hmm. And then when it moved to TV being live, it, you lost that special feeling of like you're gonna see these guys live. yeah.
0: And again, it's like yeah. I said, I feel like just from my standpoint, there's a certain there, it takes a certain skill set to get across to get over live and a, a different skill set to get over on TV, you know. These, Yo, are, these, are uh, these are different things. And, and I feel like if you lose that, yeah, you lose the other.
1: And he, here's a problem too. That might be a, a 2021 problem. Uh, and we were talking about this before. It's just like if Braun Strowman were to show up in AEW uh, is, is there, do you feel like it's a problem seeing wrestling live, seeing these wrestlers live? And then when they come across, you know, they're larger than life on TV, but when you meet them in person, they're not larger than life. They're 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 normal sized human beings uh-huh. compared to like the days of like the 80s and the 90s, or even now. There's still like a bunch of big giant people that you see them in person. Like if you uh-huh. come across Brock Lesnar in the airport, you're like, "Holy crap, this guy's a behemoth!" You know, I've talked about this even with Ted DiBiase. People don't realize how hulking of a human being this person was to see live. Uh, do you is, do, do you feel like it's a problem? like steam people in person and just like, and you might see, you know, Darby Allen, who's probably like one eighty five. Mm-hmm. Do the, do the wrestlers have to be bigger than the fans still? Like before the answer was yes. Yeah. Is that still, is that still the answer?
0: I think to a certain extent, yes. I think you can have smaller guys. I think even, but I don't know, to me, even the guys uh, who were smaller seem bigger. I don't know if it's the lighting or if it's the perspective when you're sitting there, but like Jungle Boy looked, Jungle Boy and Darby probably looked the smallest, right, out of all the guys. But other guys that came out to me, they kind of looked bigger than I imagined. Like Orange Cassidy seemed taller than you know. I I recall him being on TV, you know. Um, yeah. I guess maybe they don't shoot him like a strong guy. They just don't make that effort, you know. But he looked. I don't know. Some, and some of these other, they just they do look like oh, so, so substantial sized humans
1: yeah and here's the here's the optical illusion to put it in perspective uh think about like when you see uh an a forward in in basketball right Mm -hmm. and and then he's standing next to the center Mm -hmm. and then you're like and you obviously the center's way taller so then you're like oh okay That guy's normal. That guy's the big guy. But then when you meet that guy, that forward in real life, you're like, holy crap. Yeah. You're huge. He's like six foot eight. Yeah. (laughs) So it's just like on TV, that doesn't come across because everybody's tall. There's Mm -hmm. no scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sh- I wonder if that's w- if what's
0: what happens in. in yeah, like wrestling. when you when you see the point guard at the basketball, he looks tiny, but it's oh yeah, six feet. He's six foot one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's still like a like a giant. Like oh wow, you're much taller. So
1: I was always curious about how that would be, you know, when you have, you know, the the wrestlers that are the larger than life characters, uh, and then like if the fans come across as bigger, you know, because you can never be, and you, now you'll never unsee this once I tell you this. They don't hire. Tall referees. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It it never happens. Yeah. And it's just like so, like when you every referee that I've ever worked with met on on TV, they're all tiny. Yeah. Because it's just like it's just that was and maybe that was Vince. You know, Vince would, you know, stand in a hole to make Andre the Giant look bigger. Mm -hmm. You know, so it it's all about the it's all about the angles. They don't hire, they'll never have a referee that's bigger. Than the wrestlers. So, yeah. I was wondering, and I think that was always about with the fans too. So, mm-hmm. with the live aspect, you get to see in, the, in 2021, it's opposite of what you're used to, right? When you you came across the Hogan's and the Andres and, you know, even like the, you know, the Bretts and Sean's who were considered small guys, yeah. you know, they were still like six, two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> so, I just, I always wonder if like, if our, do modern fans care? Because look, these guys are still way more athletic mm-hmm. than the average person, and they're yes. probably more athletic than the guys that were considered the giants back in the day. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm not going to do like a a standing backflip if when I missed my moonsault. You know, yeah. just like where Sammy's just like he would land on his feet, and then he would do another flip, and then he would do an inverted flip. You mm-hmm. know, the average person can't do that. No, no, <laughs> but that might not come across. You know, that parkour quality won't come across if you run into him in the airport and had to do it. Because it was always, and again, this might be old school. You have the drunks in the crowd saying, I wonder if I can take this guy. Uh huh. Yeah. And maybe that's not what it's about anymore. And maybe now it's more about like, man, you guys are like super athletic. I can't do that.
0: I feel like the wrestling community has taken a swerve into super nerdy. Uh, in recent years you know what i mean and yeah. I, I don't think there's a lot of like bar fighters in the crowd anymore <laughs> right yeah it's they like, all move they yeah. move to ufc exactly yeah. they all moved on to ufc she's <laughs> so like now i think you know wrestling fandom has its own little nerd culture
1: you know yeah that's Where, a good point point. and and you know what i i think it's gonna be i think the business in in a sense is better off for that yeah you know it's just like i i think that works to have that kind of the mix of just like the, the muros that really can probably take, you know, most people in real life, you mm-hmm. know, he's going to take them. But then you have the mix of like the super athletics guys. Cause I'm more, you know, for you and I, especially, you know, knowing this show, I were, we would fit more into like that nerd culture anyway. I mm-hmm. want cosplay at Wrestling. I don't yeah. want some Rodney Redneck, you know, that's like waiting for me afterwards, wondering if, you know, if I, if I can take this guy. Cause that's what wrestling was before. Yeah. You would get fired by Bill Watts if you lost a bar fight. Mm-hmm. You would be fired. Like, mm-hmm. it, so it doesn't matter if it was a sucker punch. Like, if you couldn't, couldn't really fight for your life in a bar fight and you lost, you would get fired. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> just like, what the, where now it's just like, yeah, I want to see. Jesus and Scooby Doo in the crowd. And I I like I enjoy the sing alongs and and the chants and it's what you know Jim Cornette loathes. Yeah. You know, and I agree with him on a lot of stuff, but there's some stuff I don't I wouldn't say I agree with, and that's one of them. I like the nerd culture. I like it that you feel like you're going to WrestleCon mm-hmm. version of Comic Con and seeing these guys dressed up live. And that's it's more it's more fan friendly. Yes.
0: It does make it harder to get shirts though. (laughs) You want to get merch, get there early if you needed to. Yeah.
1: And yeah, you're saying uh, how, how did would you feel like the crowd as far as like, you, you can tell when somebody's over in a live event, when you see how many shirts you can count in the crowd. Yeah. So what would you say was the most, who was the most over if you were just judging
0: by merch that people were wearing? Um, you know, I I can't really say. I I did see. I saw a few. I, well, I saw a lot of Thunder Rosa shirts. Honestly, I think that's the one I saw the most. Yeah. Of. Um, aside from that, I saw a lot of just a mix of different stuff, like New Japan guys from other other shows. You know what I mean? Very much the sense that I guess it wasn't that I like. Uh, You know, like when you when you when you get a a movie shirt, you want to get like a movie shirt that like barely references the shirt because it's kind of obscure and whatever, you know, you have to you have to know what it is to actually get it. And I feel like I saw a lot of that where these shirts were just kind of like wrestling shirts, but not particular, not any particular person, like said, the New Japan logo, you know what I mean? Or something like that. Or like um, the WWF old classic logo. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> one, one guy, one guy had a trucker hat with the WWF, and I was like, "Oh wow, that's awesome!" Um, yeah, wow, wow, that's a throwback. But uh, yeah, if I had to say shirt wise, I think it was Thunder Rosa. What I saw, the most Rosa. which was surprising. Yeah, she's, yeah, so
1: I think you know, but it's good. Wrestling is back live. Uh, so you would give your the the live show thumbs up. Oh yeah, two thumbs up, the, man. So you had you had the biggest pop. You said you would say was uh, Darby Allin. Yeah. most over via shirts with thunder rosa mm-hmm. uh what what was the chant of the night we'll we'll end on that what was the chant of the night the chant of the night <laughs>